What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Simply Walk the Talk. I am your host, Joshua J. Holland. And today we've got a powerful duo. We've got some young gunners on the show. We've got two gentlemen that are joining us on the show by the names of Zach Schreier and Vincent Gudenis. Zach Schreier is a serial entrepreneur who appeared on Shark Tank for his first company, Quavos. As an athlete, philosopher, and type 1 diabetic, Zach is obsessed with living a lifestyle that supports health and performance holistically. Vincent Gudenis grew up with a global lifestyle living in Europe, Asia, and North America. Through his travels, Vincent became aware of the mismatch between our ancestral eating patterns and modern food cultures. The duo founded LifeStacks to develop products that support a virtuous cycle between daily performance and long-term health. Welcome to Simply Walk the Talk. Our bodies and minds adapt to what we do most of the time. If you want to change your body and mind, you must change what it is you do most of the time. This podcast explores all things health, wellness, fitness, lifestyle, and biohacking. Stay tuned as we explore various thoughts, methods, and experiences from a multitude of conversations between our interesting guests and experts through many fields of work. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Simply walk the Gentlemen, so we've got both of you sitting together at the mic and at the camera, and um, I want to welcome you to the show. Thanks for your time. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you, Josh. We're excited to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the first voice you heard was Mr. Zach Schreier, and the second one was Vincent Gudenis. And um, I promise not to say those last names anymore throughout the show because <laughs> they're hard enough. Um, but uh, where are you guys calling in from? We are calling in from Chicago, Illinois. Um, this is where I grew up, and uh, actually, Vincent grew up elsewhere. I'll let him tell you about that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, originally from Austria, but um, spending a good amount of time in the U.S. also, and excited to be here with Zach in Chicago now. Yeah. Yeah. When when I was um, prepping for the show and I was reading through the the bios and and kind of checking out you guys' website, um, I thought it was really cool because you know, first off, I I couldn't help but notice that you guys look look very young. And then uh, when we were talking about, uh, you know, just kind of prepping for the show, I asked you how, how old you guys are, and you both are in your, your early 20s. And I think that's really cool, because I've always imagined what it would be like if I was, like when I was in my early 20s, if I would be able to kind of start a business with a good friend of mine, right? And you guys became quick friends because you went to school together at Williams College. And then you kind of noticed that you had um, a lot of things in common and it was just kind of like one moment to the next to the next and next and you guys I guess decided to to create something together and here we are so that creation is called life stacks right and uh, Gordon I know has the, is going to have the website up and is going to show that um, but I what I want to do is just kind of lay out the the groundwork for how you guys came to to building this and kind of your background let's start there for sure yeah so I, um you know, as you mentioned, uh, Vincent and I became fast friends at Williams College, and uh, we we shared many passions. Uh, we were on a camping trip together and started talking about politics right off the bat, and then free will, uh, and then determinism, and then you know cosmology and the future of humanity. So, uh, you know, pretty excited young kids, um, and we immediately became friends. Uh, we also shared a passion for, let's say, uh, mind-altering substances of different sorts. Um, but we discovered pretty early that. Uh, we wanted to find solutions that would help us to perform better and and live healthier. And some of the mind-altering stuff that you might get into as a college kid, um, it's fun and it's interesting and maybe even insightful, but um, not necessarily the best for long-term health. Uh, so we we wanted to take matters into our own hands and develop stuff that really helped us perform uh, each day uh, and for the long run. Right. Yeah. So um, we definitely can talk about these mind-altering substances because. Uh, I am a man um, that is very curious and, and has done a lot of research in the world of plant medicine. And that, that can, you know, it can, it, I think it all boils down to set and setting. I'm sure you guys understand that, right? And so what you do with it 
will elicit the kind of response you get out of it, right? Um, and so we can obviously, we can make a parallel to that with, say, supplements and vitamins and minerals and 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 food, right? So um, I, I noticed that, Zach, you are type 1 diabetic. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Like, how was that growing up, learning that you were type 1 diabetic? And what were some of the, the hurdles you crossed in, in dealing with that? Sure. Yeah. I was diagnosed in sixth grade. So I was 11 years old and basically type one requires you to take the, to play the role that your pancreas was previously playing in regulating glucose levels at all times. So glucose is like very highly variable. Um, if, if you were to, um, basically if you were to have 25 Skittles, um, your pancreas would release the right amount of insulin and then your sugar would stay pretty flat. But if I were to have 25 Skittles, my sugar would double. Uh, and so it's basically up to me to um, do the amount of insulin that's required to take all that extra sugar that I might have and uh, basically transport it to the cells. Uh, it's a constant balancing act. Um, it really is pretty relentless. Um, even at night, sometimes there's uh, you know things that must be managed. And so, yeah, as a sixth grader, that was a lot to kind of be thrust into. Uh, really had no choice at all. Um, but what I would say is that it, it started me down this health journey, getting really focused on the way that you know, different things that I would do and eat would impact long-term health and performance. And so, you know, I'm, of course, I, I would take the cure immediately, but I'm somewhat grateful that, uh, you know, I was put in this kind of uh, space by necessity. Yeah. The, the reason why I think it's it's relevant we even bring that up is, is one, because it's important about your background and kind of what led you into doing what you're doing. But also, we just recently had a, a guest on the show by the name of Catherine, I believe. Yeah, Catherine um, from the company NutriSense. And they do uh, a CGM, continuous glucose monitoring. And I've done that a handful of times. We've actually had two, two different people now uh, on the show from NutriSense, and we talked all about that. Have you used a CGM? Has that been helpful for you? Yeah, certainly. Um, so now for type one diabetics, CGM is kind of the first, um, the, the first like technological uh, intervention that's recommended. Um, it basically gives you a constant view into your sugar. And uh, I used to have to prick my finger 10 to 15 times a day just to get this sort of snapshot view of where I was. But with the CGM, I get a reading every five minutes. Um, so it's like more information and less hassle. Uh, definitely been a, a game changer for me. Amazing. Amazing. And, and Vincent, let's, um, Let's let's chat about you, and we can obviously come back to some of the more relevant things about your background too, Zach. But uh, Vincent, so you you grew up in Austria, correct? Yeah, that's right. Originally from Austria, my family is still there for the most part. Grew up in a, a small town close to the mountains, uh, but then in my teenage years, uh, went out to the world. Basically, I lived in Asia for a, a couple of years, and then came to the U.S. for college, uh, where I met Zach, and. Right now, I'm actually living a fairly um, sort of digital nomad type lifestyle. So I split my time between Europe and the Americas, um, working on the company. Uh, and a lot of those travels have really informed uh, my business interest also. And I guess we can get more into that. So essentially what you're saying is you're couch surfing. <laughs> yeah, you know, definitely relying on the generosity of friends and family for, for housing every once in a while. But Airbnb is a good option too. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you know, uh, again, it's like, I, I love that this younger generation like you guys are coming up and doing more of these things, not, not only being more conscious about health and wellness, but also starting companies, being entrepreneurs, you know, it's like um, there's it, I think it's now more um, it's OK to, to hear about people not going to school or you know starting companies like right out of school things like that and that's essentially what you guys have done um so let's 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 kind of move into that because i think i think it's important to to lay this groundwork that you guys have your own sort of challenges growing up and then that's led to this some people want to hear oh um you have a business degree or you've got a you know a certification in nutrition and things like that in order to run a company but that doesn't always have to be the case. Um, but like, when did you guys decide we're going to make a company out of this? Because, you know, it, uh, what you're doing is great. Yeah, for sure. So it, um, actually, it was uh, my uh, well, J J Vincent's junior year. And I was actually taking a gap year at that point uh, to work on a different company. And uh, we, you know, we, as I as we mentioned, we were good friends those first two years of college and we stayed in touch. Um, and uh, we were we were dabbling in supplements. Um, 
some of the traditional stuff. Um, New Pept was kind of an early thing that featured in our uh, experimentation, for example. Uh, but, you know, both of us are performance oriented. We really want to feel good and do well at the things we're doing. Uh, we want extra capacity, extra focus, um, you know, an athletic boost, for example. And uh, so we were sort of comparing notes on different things that we were looking up, uh, getting into uh, different stack, pre pre-made stacks that we were, um, you know, researching and, and trying. And uh, basically at that point, we decided that um, we, we wanted to do something ourselves. We really wanted to make a stack that we felt was holistically good. Um, you know, no fairy dusting, meaning like uh, very small amounts of uh, ingredients just for marketing reasons. Um, we wanted to like have a, a bunch of great supplements that supported our performance. Uh, so we actually, we got moving on that. Um, we did uh, like a shit ton of research. Um, you know, examine.com was a friend as are like reviews and, uh, you know, all these other uh, supplement companies out there that have already started um, pioneering these different stacks. And um, so first we created the capsule product. So, you know, basically 11 of our favorite synergistic ingredients together in the same capsule. Um, and that supported daily performance and long-term health, um, mostly focused on cognition. So like feeling, feeling sharp, uh, essentially. Um, and what we heard from customers was, first thing, uh, what the hell is this? You know, this capsule here, why would I want to take another pill? Um, and the second thing was, after they tried it, I love this. I love taking it with coffee, especially. Um, and so that kind of thinking, like, you know, coffee's already this nootropic occasion, this energizing occasion for most Americans. And we thought, why don't we add these supplements to coffee in a delicious way, you know, something that really enhances that whole occasion. Um, and basically address some of the drawbacks, like the crash, um, and enhance some of the benefits, like the energy and the focus. And so our first product that you're looking at there on the website, and that I'm holding up here, is an ad coffee product. It's fasting friendly. Um, it's infused with nootropics that synergize with the caffeine and deliver all the energy. And basically, the net effect is that people love taking it, and they feel great when they have it. I love this. So... <clears throat> What was that uh, that that capsule? What was that capsule? Do you do you, well, one? What was it? And then two. I mean, I know you mentioned there was like eleven different ingredients, but is that a part of one of the first products on on your site, or did you just quickly bypass that and go straight to the um, add to coffee product? Yeah, we 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 had a thousand units of that product, and we sold those through um, our website um, way back in the day. So this was now twenty nineteen and twenty twenty, and. Um, Basically, uh, that was called Flow by Lifestack Supplements and included ingredients like uh, acetyl L-carnitine, citicoline, ginseng, rhodiola, theanine, uh, coenzyme Q10, alpha lipoic acid, uh, Celastris paniculatus, um, PQQ, NADH. So it was, it was a really great stack. And um, I know you're familiar with these uh, mitochondrial agents, uh, things that support basically energy metabolism all the way down in the mitochondria. And so we, we were including ingredients that supported those pathways as well. Um, so it was kind of this, like, you know, you get this immediate energy from the citicoline and the, and the adaptogens, but then you also have this long-term health effect that's coming from those mitochondrial agents. Um, actually in some cases, the right mitochondrial stack is something you can actually feel, you know, it's mm. like, it's energizing enough in this really healthy and fundamental way that you get a, an immediate benefit. Uh, so that was flow and people love that with coffee. Um, but of course, you know, we realized pretty quickly the format was totally uninteresting. You know, who wants to take a pill basically? <laughs> Well, what's funny about that is that, you know, in, in, in today's age, most people are looking for a magic pill, right? And so, so like my curiosity goes, well, you know, did you guys decide that the, this add to coffee supplement was better and you just did away with flow or do you still carry it? Uh, we sold out of it. Um, and mm -hmm. be actually before we sold out, we, we, we were already working on developing uh, this add to coffee product. And so it was just okay. natural for us to, to move on. Um, but what I would say is flow lives on in spirit um, in the formulation. So um, we use that sort same core of citicoline, ginseng, and rhodiola uh, for bas basically daily energy and cognition. Um, and so actually the same doses because it was so well well received basically with uh, you know pretty widespread benefits and, and no side effects. Uh, so we made that the cornerstone of, of our new product. I love that. Um, so what, what would you say, like, how would you identify your roles? Like both of you, what are your roles within life stacks? How does that, how, do, how does that look? Yeah, well, I think we, we, you know, you probably hear this from a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, that are in the early, early stages, uh, which is, you know, we, we have to wear all the hats. So, 
anything that um, either of us are doing, the other knows about. And probably there's been a lot of discussion beforehand about how we're going to handle that. Um, so it's, we're almost like one person with 48 hours in the day, I'd say. <laughs> well said. Well said. So, I mean, are you guys like, because I, I envision starting a company, right? And, and I've started multiple companies and some still exist and some don't. <laughs> I'm sure, as you know, as, as an entrepreneur. Um, but I just, I, I love to paint this picture of like what is actually happening on a, on a day-to-day basis. So like, you know, are you guys, like is one person literally in the, in the laboratory, like mixing ingredients or, you know, are, are you guys completely hands off and just mostly coming up with the research and the studies? Like, how does that look? Yeah. Um, so th- there is some distinction in, in roles. Um, so I'm more on the product side. Um, you know, that that's, you know, handling the manufacturing side of things and also dealing with uh, nutritionists and uh, formulators and also doing a lot of the benchtop R&D myself. Um, so uh, that, that's sort of my uh, area that is mostly my own. Uh, Vincent really deals with a lot of our uh, like third parties, basically, besides the manufacturer. So uh, designers that we're working with, freelancers, that's a lot of his uh, area. Yeah, I think we're still we're still in a fairly early stage of the company where uh, a lot of things happen, you know, there's not that much bustling going on. There's like things happening one step at a time. Um, and so it helps to have, you know, these 48 hours in a day. Um, but uh, I, th- I think we're hoping to get to a stage where a lot of things are going to be happening uh, concurrently and, and, and bustling. So you were, I think it was, you were both of you on Shark Tank or was it just you, Zach? It, it was me um, for uh, my first uh, real company um, called Quavos. So we, we made chips from egg whites, also inspired by my diabetes and, um, th- that company actually, uh, got a lot of like sort of public interest, um, because it, you know, this was 2018 and keto was kind of taking off and people love egg whites and thought it was really interesting to do, um, a snack made from egg whites. Uh, apologies. These are my dogs in the background. Sometimes yeah, they go crazy. They're, they're making an appearance. <laughs> What's up pups. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wonder if I, uh, should go quiet them down. Um, well, all right, I guess we'll have to deal with it. Uh, so yeah, basically, um, that company, uh, a few years in, it was at a, a stage when Shark Tank, uh, was interested in having us on the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so. maybe, maybe this is probably a good time for a Pomodoro break. Cause I'm sure you're gonna have to get up to, to do it, but, but I do want to hear about this, um, this Shark Tank thing. And in fact, um, Gordon, do you think maybe we can find, uh, is that, is that clip available of you online, Zach, uh, with the Shark Tank? Uh, yeah, um, I, I'm sure there's a trailer that shows us for free. Um, otherwise, it's like two bucks um, on YouTube to buy our episode. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. All right. Well, and now the dogs quieted it down. <laughs> the dogs are like, oh, wait, <laughs> you about to come and shut us up. We're going to be quiet. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's very interesting because I, I did notice that, you know, it's made out of um, egg whites. And of course, you know, we can always talk about that. Um, and I don't want to divert too too far away from Livestacks, which is what you guys are doing now. But I, it is fascinating because um, I used to watch that show religiously. And um, I learned a lot in terms of being an entrepreneur because of all the questions that would be asked. And, you know, and there was a whole bunch, you could just see the difference between someone who's really passionate about something and they almost won't let anyone tell them that they're wrong. Um, and so I'm always curious, like how people deal with being on that show. It's pretty, pretty cool. So, yeah. For sure. Uh, I, I, I um, totally hear what you're saying about some people that are, you know, not willing to be wrong. It always surprises right. me that they, that people have that much kind of um, confidence and even ability to talk to the sharks like that uh, with so much conviction. Um, you know, what, when I was out there, it was like, we just, we stayed buttoned up. We tried to stay really kind of um, humble and, um, and kind of just to the point, keep the, keep the, um, keep it very factual. Um, and, you know, our orientation was, when a shark went out or gave us a reason they weren't interested, we would thank them and move on. Basically, it's you know, it's about the sharks that are left, um, you know, to make a deal with, not the ones who are walking away. So it's not worth getting into one of these screaming matches. Um, you know, that just ends in embarrassment usually. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And I would imagine, correct me if I'm wrong, but I would imagine once you establish some kind of connection with them, I would imagine that it, it should or could cross over into what you're doing now. Is that is that true? Oh, that's that's a good question. Most of the relationship that I uh, that I have with the uh, the shark that we made a deal with, uh, Daniel Lebetsky, 
um, is, is through Quavos. Um, he's aware that I've been working on this project with Vincent, um, and certainly he'll, he'll be eager to, to, to follow along. Um, maybe, maybe in, in the future there's an investment, um, but we haven't propositioned him yet for that. Ah, that's cool. That's cool. Okay. Um, so I, I do think this is a really good time for uh, a Pomodoro break. And so I, I briefly gave you guys a heads up on, on what that looks like. And for the people who are, you know, just now becoming familiar with the show, we like to do a Pomodoro break sort of at the midpoint of the show so that we can break up the monotony of thought, monotony of movement and, um, and just in, in action. Right. So, what would you guys normally do in a situation in which you, you're just kind of, let's say you're, you're getting writer's block or you've been stuck at a computer for a long period of time? Like, what is something you would do to kind of break you out of that? Uh, personally, I would typically go for a walk. Uh, so in the in the dead of winter, like right now, I would I would walk on the treadmill. Uh, but but usually I would try and get outside and get some sunlight. Um, but uh, that's probably not very camera friendly. Uh, so <laughs> one thing that Vincent and I like to do together is uh, Wim Hof breathing. Oh, nice. Are you familiar with uh, Wim Hof? Very familiar with it, but I would love to, if you could give a, a, an example of what that would look like, would look like and sound like, if you don't mind. Yeah, sure, sure. Are you willing to do yeah, this? Absolutely. Awesome. Okay, cool. Uh, I would never have guessed we would do this uh, uh, <laughs> on the camera. Okay, so basically, here's what we're going to do. We're going to spend about a minute um, purging uh, some CO2. So we're going to take deep breaths and then expel uh, CO2. And the goal is to end up with sort of as much oxygen, as little CO2 in the bloodstream as possible. And then we're going to fully expel all that air. Uh, so basically, we're going to get rid of all the extra oxygen in the lungs. Uh, and so what that means is the oxygen in the blood is the only oxygen we have. And uh, basically, the, the oxygen is going to drop and the CO2 is going to come up pretty rapidly. And this gives you an opportunity to basically control what is effectively a stress response. So, you know, CO2 rising is going to create this, um, this uh, physiological stress. Uh, but by, being, by basically controlling ourselves and being calm and at peace, uh, it's a way to basically train yourself to control um, stress, um, you know, from the top down. Uh, so, uh, and, and actually if you do it right, you can feel a, a pretty nice feeling like just, um, like this, like fairly, uh, intense peace. Uh, so that's, <laughs> that's, that's our goal. Okay. Well, let's, let's, let's do it. Guide it, guide us through. Sure. Okay. All right. I'm starting the timer and we're going to start breathing. One last deep breath. Expel. Very good. Very good. What What's cool about that? There was a couple of things, and uh, and this is what I love about the show. Um, even if it's even if it's just something that I like to geek out on, is the differences in how people do that, right? And so you explained it very well. Um, but the, for the person that's listening. Um, and watching what I like to do is I like to do nasal breathing because this is what usually um, it brings about more of a deep breathing, right? And I like to control my inhale through my nose and then I like to extend my exhale. And usually with the Wim Hof breathing, you know, they call it fire breathing. There's a bunch of different ways to go about doing it, right? But there's usually a faster pace in doing that with the goal of having a long inhale and then a very long exhale with a breath hold, right? And and there's I, I don't think there's necessarily a right or wrong, um, but it's like if a person paused this and practiced that, doing that, to what you were saying, Zach, I think, I think there is a, a really nice feeling that comes over you. And it's almost like this new clarity. And it's all about breath work. And breath work doesn't have to be where you're sitting with your legs crossed and your fingers are together and you're like rolling your eyes in your head. It doesn't have to be that. It certainly can be that, right? 
Um, but there's a tool that I like to use. I've done some videos on this as well called the relaxator. Mm -hmm. And um, it's this breath tool that you put in your mouth, forces nasal breathing, but then the exhale, it, it sort of uh, puts a clamp on the water hose of the exhale so that you can have, you can build up your lung capacity because it's all about, you know, having good lung capacity. And when you can breathe into this little small whistle-like device, it, it builds up this pressure within your lungs so that then breathing becomes sort of second nature. It becomes better just almost immediately. And the response that the body has, you know, you build up nitric, nitric oxide, which dilates the blood vessels, which increases circulation. So there's all these things that you can do with simply breathing. You know, biohacking doesn't have to be expensive, but it can be, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. You, you, usually we do this with, uh, we do the exhale and then we hold uh, the, uh, with so no air in the lungs. And basically you're going from that point of hot, having a lot of oxygen to, you know, CO2 accumulating and oxygen depleting. Um, and we'll, we'll usually hold for like a minute um, or a minute and a half or even two minutes sometimes. Um, yeah. And yeah, there's a piece that comes, comes on uh, pretty, pretty quickly into that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, one, sometime soon, I'm going to have the, uh, the founder of Hanu Health, uh, Dr. Jay Wiles. I mean, he's going to be on the show and um, he yeah. does, um, he measures HRV. He has a company that, that measures HRV really, really well. And um, I like to do it. They, they have a, a breath hold test in which you can kind of monitor everything. And I think I got up to, it was like, uh, like my breath hold test was, is 90 seconds. And you measure that after a long exhale, right? So you do your, you know, long, long slow inhale, long exhale, and then a 90 second hold after that. It's intense. And people, if you, if you don't practice it, it's, it's like, like anything else, you, you build it up as you do it over time. And what's amazing about that is what it can do to your nervous system, right? It's easier to differentiate between parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system response. And so when you have this, this challenge daily in your body, then when something stressful does happen, you almost automatically recall this ability to be able to calm yourself down. And that's what I love about doing that. So, so thanks for sharing that. It's, it's really fun. Yeah, for sure. That was fun. Uh, I, I really like that uh, style. It like a way to shake up uh, the podcast a little bit and um, give people a tool. So that that's uh, it's fun that you do that. Yeah, thank you. So okay, so you you had the flow supplement, um, and now you have the add to coffee supplement because your company is called Lifestacks. Let's kind of talk about what else you have to offer and sort of why you came up with it and and you know and maybe what's on the horizon. Sure. Yeah. So as you know, stacks are combinations in the supplement space. Um, and then even more broadly than that, they're also habits that you put together. Uh, so it can be, it can be supplements and other sort of lifestyle techniques. Um, in our case, um, it kind of has m many different meanings. So you, you stack our product with coffee. Um, it also itself is a supplement stack. Um, and then, uh, you know, of course it doesn't stop with what we're consuming. We also want to deploy that energy that we're getting from the product in meaningful ways in our life. So it's a pretty holistic sort of approach to, um, to consumption and, and uh, well-being. Um, so yeah, in terms of what's in the product, uh, I'd love to share a little bit of uh, detail about what we include in there and why. Um, so basically, uh, if you've seen energy drinks and read the label, you'll notice taurine is a pretty common ingredient. Um, and usually people use like two to three grams of taurine uh, alongside like a mega dose of caffeine. So you know, you'll get your 300 milligrams of caffeine and two grams of taurine. And uh, the reason that pairing exists is that uh, taurine basically calms the nervous system and it actually even prevents seizures. And so uh, when these companies are giving you like a shit ton of caffeine, they also want to give you something to make sure that you don't have a seizure. Um, mm -hmm. Now we use a way more modest dose, uh, 500 milligrams of taurine. That's a, a more sort of physiologically appropriate amount of taurine. It's like consistent with the amount you'd find in like a pretty rich diet. Um, and basically the goal there is to take your morning cup of coffee and to smooth it out a little bit. So less jitters and a longer arc of action of, of the caffeine. Uh, we use tyrosine, which is an, uh, the, the amino acid precursor to dopamine. So uh, having more tyrosine in your diet um, and especially taken independent from other protein lets you basically take that and make more dopamine and more epinephrine and norepinephrine. Uh, so the effect of that is just a little more willpower. You know, dopamine is this kind of uh, neuromodulator that lets you, um, you know, focus on goals that are not immediate. And so, and that's really what we're all doing, right? You know, we're, our, our work days are about um, striving towards goals that um, have different sort of uh, lengths of, of time over which they're applicable. So maybe you're building a company for, for next year, but you need motivation today. 
Uh, so that's where the tyrosine comes in. Um, the next is uh, ginseng. And specifically, we use a fermented ginseng that's more available and actually mm. tastier. So ginseng, ginseng usually tastes pretty bad, but we found one that's both uh, sort of more, more potent and also doesn't, doesn't taste bad. Um, and that's uh, called GS154 ginseng, for those who want to look that up. Um, mm. I haven't heard of that one, but you're right. M most of the time, people who've had like bona fide ginseng, it literally tastes like dirt because it's a root. It's a root, right? And so um, it, it tastes like, it tastes exactly like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're right about that. So, um, and then uh, the next is citicoline. Uh, citicoline is a choline uh, precursor, or actually, rather, it's a choline donor and an acetylcholine precursor. Uh, acetylcholine is the learning neurotransmitter. And so basically, by having uh, higher levels of choline in your diet, um, you'll end up supporting the system that helps you learn and form memories. Um, and actually, that ingredient in particular has been studied for cognitive decline. Uh, it increases working memory and also mitigates decline. Um, the next is rhodiola. That's the second adaptogen that we use. And rhodiola has been clinically studied for its anti-fatigue um, effects. So in, in one study, they took a group of doctors, uh, put them on 100 milligrams of rhodiola, and measured uh, outcomes over six to eight weeks. And uh, basically, the doctors on rhodiola performed much better, felt better, uh, their mood was higher, they had more energy at the end of that study. And there's many others. It's a very well-studied herb. Um, and then we've got uridine monophosphate. It's a dietary component. It's also a nucleotide base. Um, and actually, for that one we uh, is included in lots of nootropic stacks, but it's less well studied other than for safety. Um, of course, it's it's safe and it's found in the diet in high amounts, so um, you know no worries there. But uh, we use it because anecdotally, it actually enhances the potency of caffeine. Um, and then, mm -hmm. so it's, it's like make your cup of coffee go further. You know, use less caffeine but get more stimulation. Um, and then the final ingredient is huperzine, and huperzine is uh, basically stops the breakdown of acetylcholine. So it's, uh, it basically uh, keeps that learning neurotransmitter around. Uh, the effect is um, just a sharper mind uh, and more wakefulness as well. Uh, so this stack together basically provides sustained energy. People notice like no afternoon slump. Uh, they, they can sometimes drink less coffee and feel just as good or even better. Um, and then we love it for like work sessions and workouts. So really any, anything in your day where you, you want energy uh, and motivation, uh, the stack is, is really well designed for that. Yeah. <clears throat> One of the things that, that, comes to mind as a question and um i know how i would would answer this but you know i like to play um sort of put myself in the shoes of the listener or the the viewer um how would this work in terms of like a fasting mimicking diet or intermittent fasting protocol like what what, what would you suggest to someone who's curious about how that may affect their their fasting protocol yeah absolutely so the th first thing I'd note is that there's many different kinds of fasts. So exactly. fasting is really just abstention. Um, it, and of course, you could abstain from everything. We certainly wouldn't suggest abstaining from water. Um, and <laughs> most people um, you know, don't find much reason to abstain from coffee, for example. Um, it basically enhances the fat burning and meta uh, metabolic health effects of a fast um, without really compromising uh, any of those benefits. The only reason you might abstain from coffee, for example, is just if you're looking for a full digestive reset. So that's one reason to fast sometimes, you know, you just want to take nothing in, you want to clean out the gut. Um, but, uh, you know, um, outside of that uh, specific purpose of fasting, if you're, if you're more like most people just looking for longevity benefits, health benefits, performance benefits, um, then certainly you'll have your coffee. Um, and you can also have other fasting supporting supplements and nutrients. So in this case, we use MCT, which is a ketogenic fat. Um, we use only 45 calories from MCT and from fiber and, uh, just for your audience, uh, 45 calories is about the amount you'd use if you walked for 10 minutes. So this, this amount of calories is not going to stop you from burning your own endogenous fat stores when you're fasting. Uh, that's still a, a key goal, and it's something that MCT is not going to help you, uh, is not going to get in the way of. Um, and so, yeah, basically, uh, th this stack gives you, gives you energy and supports those fat burning pathways, including uh, ketosis, um, without compromising it. So I'd, for people that are having uh, any trouble fasting, maybe it's hard to skip breakfast, um, you know, it's just not a, a lifestyle they're used to. They snack a lot. They eat a lot of meals. Um, having something like this that keeps you full, keeps you energized, uh, helps you from thinking, uh, keeps you from thinking about food. Um, it could be a great way to basically kickstart, uh, the fasting lifestyle. Um, Josh, if I could, uh, one thing I, I would add here is that we think that the product really supports fasting in a modern context. Also, you know, a lot of people report feeling tired or kind of deprived, uh, when they're fasting. And that's fairly inconvenient when you're going to the office and have to have a lot of a lot of stuff to get done and have a lot of meetings to get done. 
So we think that fasting isn't about feeling deprived and the stack really helps with that. Uh, you can have a normal, productive, energized day um, while also abstaining from food. Well said. Yeah, both of you well said. Um, and that, again, that's just kind of how I would address this as well, because I'm sure you can imagine I get this question all the time, right? Well, but but this is not technically a fast. And then in my head, I'm like, well, but what is a fast, really? I mean, you know, if we're consuming water, you know, some people would say that's not a fast. Um, but then you can go as extreme as um, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with Prolon by Walter Longo, but um, I, I really love the research behind what uh, Prolon is doing. And it was actually the first time that I experienced what it's like to do a proper fast to, to bring up this autophagy, cellular cleansing, um, to be in deep ketosis and all these things while wow. having food, right? And basically the idea there is to be able to get just beneath the point of nutrient sensing, right? So the nutrient sensing pathway, once that kicks in, then a whole host of other things start to kick in and your body does what it does, right? But if you can get just beneath that, that nutrient sensing pathway, then technically your body is in a fast, right? It may not be in a water fast like state, but you know, what are the implications of doing that? Well, like you said, you know, maybe not as much energy. It certainly puts a damper on your lifestyle, right? Like if you, <laughs> If you're out and about and you're not you're not even having water or you're only having water, it just makes it challenging, right? But if you can have soups and olives and little bitty crackers and things like that, um, I, 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 it's one of those things that I've now suggested to all of my health coaching clients is to to, to try Prolon, um, and so I I would have to like check in with them to see how this would fit into that, and also at the same time even if this doesn't fit into it, because they're really technical about like various herbs and things that might kick in that nutrient sensing pathway, but it's only five days, right? So if you get this product, this life stacks uh, product, you know, you just hang on to it for five days. If nothing else, you don't burn through your supplements, your product, right? <laughs> so hold on to your product. And then once you finish, you know, jump back into it. Um, I, I think what you guys have built is great. And I, I certainly want to try it. Um, you know, normally, like in, in the past, I would have been in a situation where I would have already tried your product. That way I could talk more about my my um, my results or how I feel on it. But um, when we wrap this up, I definitely plan on doing that and, um, you know, kind of seeing what it tastes like. What do, you, what do you guys hear the most, I guess, in terms of anecdotal testimonials? What do you hear the most about your product? Uh, the thing I think we hear the most is basically this like sustained energy. So people are really reporting there's no afternoon crash. Their cup of coffee lasts longer, um, and then often that means they don't have to go back for another cup of coffee. Um, and then, uh, you know, uh, sort of stepping back, my experience with uh, with in in the consumer packaged goods space before this, um, the thing that you hear basically is taste is king. So, uh, you know, whatever the functional benefits are, people have to enjoy consuming it, or else basically they won't. You know, no matter how healthy it is. And so, as we were formulating this product it was absolutely crucial for us to be able to deliver on taste. You know, we're enhancing your cup of coffee in every way. That's not just the energy and the nutrient side of things. It's also the way that, you know, you get to enjoy that cup. Uh, so we hear that a lot too. People really, really love the way it, it tastes. One, one thing I'll add here is uh, Zach and I have both been inspired by, you know, the, the Atomic Habits book. And really your, your habits are only as good as your ability to execute on them. So it's very important that the consumption experience is delightful and enjoyable. And that's really what we try to do with the, uh, uh, sort of very delicious, almost decadently delicious uh, morning drink. Well, you know, what I think is really cool about about what's happening so far is that it's like you guys are you're ready. You know what I mean? Like you're you're prepped for another Shark Tank round. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like um, I I would never consider myself a shark, but um, but I I love how you are kind of touching on the various different topics and I see why you guys work well together. I think this is amazing. Um, the, the next question that comes to mind for me though, is right now I see one skew. I see one, one item in your, in your cart. Um, what's next on the horizon? What are you guys looking to next? Sure. Yeah. Um, so th there's, there's one product that uh, is coming soon that we are comfortable mentioning. Um, so ba basically, with, with fasting, as we've already talked about, there's certain things that you can use that help um, you know, the benefits of the fast without actually um, compromising the, what you're going for in terms of metabolism and autophagy. Um, and so often people consume electrolytes when they fast. 
Um, and so we've had our eye on making electrolyte products uh, with a stack of nutrients that supports um, all aspects of fasting, including energy, uh, but also the, the metabolic benefits. Um, so that's coming soon. Uh, we've, we've been enjoying the, the beta versions of that stack. Uh, you know, uh, the energy that you're sensing from us is coming from, in part, coming from that product right now. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah, and I, and I think, like, you guys are set up to, you know, like, with the name of the company and, and you know, you have a beautiful website. It's all amazing. Um, I think you guys are set up to to have, you know, multiples and multiples and multiples of stacks in the future, which is really cool. Um, and also, before we started recording, you were asking me about my my blue tongue. And you know about Methwing Blue and things like that. Um, you know, I, I would love to sort of behind the scenes work with you guys on you know some of the other things that you're talking about because it's like like I travel a lot, right? And I see that this is this probably travels very well, like this Lifestacks uh, the Add to Coffee product. Um, and so I'm always looking for things that make my life easier to help keep me at you know operating at a high performance. And this looks like something that would be easy to add to the mix. Um, what are some of the downsides, though? Like, because it's easy for me to get on here and and talk about all of the upsides and and you know how amazing the products are and things like that. But I wanna, I don't want to be a person that only talks about the downsides. Like, are are you guys seeing like any sort of negatives? Because you know, I, I'm sure there's somebody out there who just either doesn't like the taste or it doesn't work for them. Can we talk through some of that? Yeah, sure. Um, I'll, uh, I'll note first that one of our formulas is, is basically to, to um, create as much positive impact as possible while minimizing any kind of negative reports or side effects. And so, you know, with, with many things, um, you know, you get immediate benefit, but there are long-term consequences. And, you know, if you're going to shift our neurology really significantly, usually it's going to bounce back. So it's going to push back against you and you're going to have a crash that follows the high. Um, that's a pretty generic um, kind of report from a bunch of different substances that the fact a bunch of different systems. Uh, but in this case, instead of like really aggressively pushing the system into a new state, we're just supporting it functionally um, with, you know, appropriate but not excessive amounts of different ingredients. So the t as we mentioned that, that we've got uh, a, a subtle effect on the dopamine system, a subtle effect on the cholinergic system. We've got this um, nice uh, natural energy coming from adaptogens, but in none of those cases are we like really hammering the system and giving you a huge dose of something that you're going to crash from later. So um, in terms of, yeah, that, those um, effects, we're not really seeing uh, or hearing reports of, um, of, of, of cognitive side effects. Um, maybe the only place where, uh, you know, we sometimes get a report is uh, you know, we've chosen to keep the net carbs in the product very low. We we don't want to compromise the fast, so we're not using sugar or any sugar substitutes, um, and we're also not using any artificial flavors uh, or artificial sweeteners like sucralose, for example. Um, so we do use stevia, and some people some people find that stevia has an aftertaste. So that's the only thing that we um, that we sometimes hear negatively about the product. Uh, but in the future, actually, we are uh, looking at many different stevia extracts uh, that have different flavor profiles. Uh, so I think even that that uh, slight drawback for some folks is going to go away too. Yeah, cool. Thanks for that. I, one of the things I just assumed that you would bring up um, is this idea of gut distress when it comes to using MCT. And um, I know not everyone experiences it, but people do experience gut distress from having MCTs, uh, especially if they aren't fat adapted. So you know, do you have any experience in, in that or is it just, is it, has it been all good for you guys? Yeah, we, we use um, a pretty, uh, you know, reasonable dose of MCT. So anytime you're sort of looking at like gut distress with MCT, the recommendation is always to start at an appropriate level and then titrate up from there. So we use six grams of Go MCT, which is um, MCT oil, it's C8 and C10, uh, that is bound or carried on acacia fiber. So uh, basically... Mm -hmm. You know, at the same time that you're getting this fairly novel oil, it's um it's bound to a fiber that is soothing for the gut um and at a reasonable dose. So people aren't actually reporting any uh, gastric distress with the product. If if uh, your listeners are going to go and buy like um some MCT oil and take a tablespoon of that in their coffee, then they might uh, have some problems. So we recommend starting starting at a reasonable dose. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, I was pretty in tune with the 
the trend of MCT, like with the advent of bulletproof diet and all that stuff. And I obviously experienced a lot of that, which is why I asked. <laughs> um, and then there was a few companies that came out. I actually had uh, the founder of Bubs Naturals um, on my show. And, and that was a, w among one of the first companies that introduced to me the powdered form of MCT. And I was like, oh, this is cool because you can now get the benefits of MCTs, which is medium chain triglycerides for those who are asking. And it's most commonly uh, from coconut oil, but the coconut oil has different chains and you know you can extract different versions of it like, like Zach mentioned. Um, but when I started using that, like I, I didn't have any issues, right? Cause let's face it, when you use the oil, it's easy to have too much, right? Especially if you don't want to sit there and measure it because I eyeball everything, <laughs> right? And so it's easy to kind of get carried away when you use the oil, but when you have a powder, it's a little bit easier to, to manage and it's easier to travel with, right? So um, that's why I'm, I, I love that you guys have that as kind of one of your main staples. Um, and MCT, like I just finished reading this book called uh, Ketones, The Fourth Fuel, and there was a lot of talk about MCTs being a benefit along with MCT oils now, or along with ketones. Now, some companies, I don't know if you guys are, you know, well-versed in ketones or not, but um, some companies say to take those separately because of that whole gut distress situation. But if you have both in your diet, they can be very, very good for you. So um, do, you, do you guys do much with uh, ketones? Have you researched it at all? Uh, we've looked into some companies that are doing that sort of stuff. Um, we haven't thought to include uh, any sort of ketones in our in our stacks yet. Um, most of that's around format and flavor and all that. Um, but it's something we might do in the future. Yeah, yeah. It get, it's you know one of the first things I thought of when you when you started telling me about your flow supplement, the capsule. Um, the one of the first things that came to mind when you said you have like eleven different ingredients, I thought cost. I was like ching, cha ching, cha ching, cha ching, right? Because yeah. You know, and and that's uh, that's also the thing about ketones. It's it's so sort of new ish in the market that it's still pretty expensive, and so it's like it's why we don't see too many companies doing it. Right, right now, I can think of about five companies that are really doing good products when it comes to ketone supplementation. Um, but it, it would be cool to see kind of what you guys are thinking about in the future with that, because it is right up your alley in terms of stacking and cognitive ability and performance and things like that. So um, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I was just going to say, like, is there anything else that um, that you would like to go over? Because, I mean, I know you guys can talk in depth about, um, you know, this add to coffee uh, supplement. A product that you have, but I want to make sure before we start wrapping up, like that you guys get a chance to talk about what you really want to get out there and you want people to know. Yeah, sure thing. Um, yeah, well, I guess the first thing I'd say is we're doing a try before you buy it offer on the website. So we know that people just love the product when they, tr when they try it. So we want to make it really easy for, for folks to try. So we'll ship it to you uh, for free. And then if you like it, you keep it and pay. But if you don't, then we just, we never charge you. Um, and uh, people are liking that model because people want to try it. And uh, so this is a risk-free way to do it. Um, but, uh, you know, overall, actually, one thing I'd say, we, we, we don't, uh, you don't typically hear people talk about their brands or the, or the thinking behind their brand because it's kind of like the, all that stuff is behind closed doors, right? That's like boardroom conversations. And then you go and only show the customer a little bit about what you're doing and the part you want them to see. Um, but uh, in this case, you know, Vincent and I are really um, going about this honestly. So our goal is really to care for the customer. We want to be the customer ourselves. You know, we want our family to benefit from what we're doing. And so we, everything we do, we do uh, because we believe it's a value to the customer. So we use, as you mentioned, expensive ingredients and many of them. And, um, you know, uh, that's, that's because these are the things we want to take and, and the people we care about, we want them taking them too. Um, and then I would also say um, sort of paired with that customer care, there is also a deep uh, striving for knowledge. So it would be relatively easy for us to give you, you know, excessive dose of something that makes you feel really good immediately, um, but then it has long-term harm. Uh, but we never do that. You know, we are really trying to uh, use use basically knowledge about how human physiology works to do things that support the physiology, and uh, you know, rather th rather than pull levers um, too extremely. Um, so you know, we we really want to play a balanced role in the life of of the customer, and we do that with science. Smart, smart. Okay. Yeah. 
one thing, uh, I, Joshua, one thing I would add here is that we're also not really interested in, you know, fasting as a fad or any other sort of health fads. We want to support, um, you know, health and performance in ways that are actually truly in line with, with our physiology, as Zach said. So we don't consider fasting uh, as a fad. We, we think that it's here to stay because it's in line with our evolutionary past. Also, we're meant to fast um, and to feast. And uh, so that's that's why fasting is important to us. We, we, we don't think it's a fad. It's, it's here to stay. And pretty much all of our formulations are in line with things that um, are really true um, about about our physiology. Yeah, I love that. There, there was a um, there was a quote that I was reading um, this morning uh, from Hippocrates about uh, exactly what you just mentioned. What is it called? Let me see if I can find this because I think this is a really cool um, quote. And it was it was within that book that I was telling you about. Um, it, it basically goes like this. Um, to eat when you are sick is to feed your illness, right? And it's a little bit longer than that, right? There's a longer quote. I think it's basically, oh, here it goes. Everyone has a doctor in him or her. We just have to help in its work. The natural healing force within each one of us is the greatest force in getting well. Our food should be our medicine. Our medicine should be our food. But to eat when you are sick is to feed your sickness. Mm. Mm. Pretty deep. Pretty yeah. deep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so well said, Vincent, because I agree with you. I think um, it it kind of goes back full circle to what I mentioned before about everyone's looking for that magic bullet. But that magic bullet might be fasting, right? Or at least intermittently fasting. And that's not the bullet that people want, though. People, it's like they know about it, they learn about it, they hear about it. But implementing it is actually way more tedious than it than it might be worth the you know the outcomes to, to people's minds right they think oh like i can't go without food it's like well what would happen if heaven forbid uh another pandemic happened and there's and you know the grocery stores are closed right then what you have to rely on the the all this extra food within our bodies because i always say if you have any unwanted body fat on your body then uh, you obviously have an opportunity to do what's called internal feeding and that's fasting right yep. but if you don't ever access that oh it's going to be it's going to be tough so i would just encourage people to try fasting out i'm fasted right now it's uh 2:13 in the afternoon and i woke up at 6 a.m. and i haven't eaten a thing i have had ketones though and i have had a, a workout and i have had methylene blue, right? So, but like none of these things kick me out of my fasting and I could go the rest of the day. This is one of the benefits of having something like your add to coffee product or having ketones or maybe both. Um, and so I, I just want to encourage people to kind of to, to, to key in on this important point. If you take nothing else away from this, think about that quote I just mentioned um, and maybe try some of uh, Life Stacks supplements. <laughs> Yeah, love all that. Um, you're totally right. You know, the the uh, this idea of internal feeding, um, it's like you can get your calories from food or you can use the stored calories you have in your body. And if you never use the stored calories on, on your body, then you're then you're just going to keep – well, at least you're going to keep that fat and you're going to keep adding to it probably. Um, so it's – you know, we, we think of it really like a seesaw um, in terms of energy balance. Where are your calories coming from? Are you using the calories you already have? Or are you bringing more in? Um, and so fasting is is a great way basically to structure your life so that you're at least sometimes burning your fast stores. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, well, this is where we kind of get to the end of the show where I like to ask a couple fun questions that that may have nothing to do with uh, your industry, your product, your company, or maybe it does. Um, but this is a question for each of you. What is a top pet peeve of yours? Do you have one in mind? <laughs> uh, Josh, well, okay, I'll, I'll say this one. Uh, I, I travel a lot as, as you do, Josh, and I absolutely hate just not getting enough fluids when I'm on the airplane. I get these small little cups of coffee <laughs> or small little cups of water, and then have to chase down the, <laughs> the, the flight attendants for more, more water down the aisle. Uh, so that's a bit of a pet peeve. It's a, a sort of a first world problem, I suppose, but I really, um, I'm, I'm eager to get get my fluids in and also my steps in actually on the flight. And so I, I tend to get quite annoyed when I when I don't get enough fluid. 
Mm. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting one. And I'm sure you realize that's by design, right? They they make sure you don't have enough water. Th that way you spend $8 on a bottle of water that normally costs, you know, two bucks or whatever, right? Um, they get me every time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> every yeah. time. With peanuts. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah, like, like, or they offer crackers. I, I have a gluten intolerance, right? So it's like, like, I can have nothing on on the flight. And which is okay, because I practice intermittent fasting anyway. So I either take like, a, you know, like, um, olives or something like that, that that's kind of in line with what I normally eat. And, um, but I try my best not to have to spend the money. But it's so funny when the flight attendants come by me multiple times. And they think that like something's wrong with me because they'll be like, oh, like they just hand me these peanuts and these crackers and these whatever. I'm like, oh, no, thank you. Because normally I'm listening to a podcast or something and I take off my headphones kind of like very abruptly, like, no, thank you. You know, and then I go back to my thing and then they come back time and time again. And they're like, are you sure you don't want anything? And I finally say to them, like, look. I have a gluten allergy. Uh, I can't really have anything that you're offering, but I, you know, thank you. And they're like, oh, well, why didn't you, um, why didn't you order a gluten-free meal? And I'm like, well, because even that's crap, <laughs> you know, because it's, it's like full of crap. Your whole system's so, flawed. Right. The whole system's <laughs> flawed. Exactly. Josh, Josh you're, 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 you're talking to the right guy here. I have the exact same experience because I'm gluten-free as well. And I'm, I'm having this, the same interactions on the airplane too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a funny one. Um, okay, Zach, what, what is your, what is one of your pet peeves? Yeah, mine's a little, a di slightly different scale than, uh, than this one about the flights. Um, you know, uh, there's this phrase, uh, popular phrase about like, um, everybody's entitled to their opinion. Um, and I guess I, I think, um, there, we really, it's, it's, um, opinion in this case is what's a, called a suitcase word where there's actually a few different things being thrown in there. Um, I think there, we should tease out, uh, preference from belief. And uh, we should recognize that belief is not the same thing as truth, although it pertains to it. So let me just, um, I'll go, go through this very quickly. Um, everybody's entitled to their preferences uh, because preferences aren't things that are, um, that are derived. They're not up for uh, sort of like, uh, you know, they're not a conclusion of something. They're something that you have naturally, just like everybody's entitled to their fingers and their organs. Um, and, uh, you know, it's not to say preferences don't change or evolve, but it just means that it's not, they're not um, given by the truth. Um, they are just, they are the truth about you. Um, now, when it comes to uh, beliefs, surely everybody is entitled to their beliefs, but they're not entitled to those beliefs being true. Um, I think there is only one truth. Uh, uh, there, there are no, there are no contradictions that are simultaneously true in the universe. Um, uh, and so... Really, I think um, you're entitled to your beliefs, and you're also susceptible to being wrong about your beliefs. And really, our goal should be to uh, align our beliefs with that ultimate deep truth. Um, and if we manage to do that, then all of us are actually going to be on the same page. Uh, we might have different preferences, but we would share the same beliefs. And that, my friend, is very evolved of you, uh, especially at your young age. And I imagine that those mind-altering substances you talked about in the beginning is probably had something to do with that. Maybe not, but um, I certainly agree with you. And I think um, I had some of the most profound thoughts like that when I was in a journey, <laughs> right? Let's just say that, or on a journey. And I feel like we all are on a journey, but when you can kind of understand that we are all one and that everything affects everything, then um, it, it, it just kind of allows you to think a little differently, you know? So well said, well said on that, well said. Okay, for my next question, this one's also a fun one, probably my favorite of the show. What is something you're most grateful for? And, I, and I'm really curious about what you guys have to say, mostly because you're young. And I want to, you know, I imagine you guys practice gratitude. So I would like to know what's something you're most grateful for. Yes, I can keep that. I can go for it if you want. Yeah, go for it. Okay, all right, great. Um... Uh, I love our time in history, actually. Um, I think, is that what you're going to say? That's very funny. <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, there there's a good amount of, like, concern and, and complaining about the state of the world at this point. Um, and, you know, that that's all, um, you know, it's it's valid to be sort of existentially nervous at this point because there's a lot of there's a lot of risks uh, that that could compromise uh, the future of humanity. Um, but I think this is basically how this is the best way a late stage civilization could look 
as it faces these risks. You know, we're, we're actually a very cooperative species. That's how we managed to scale in the first place. Um, we are quite empathetic. Uh, we, we can get along quite well. Um, and we're, we're full of insight and, and uh, pursuit. And I, I think basically it means we've got an opportunity to actually and, you know, usher in, into a great era um, of humanity. Um, and at this point, you know, I think we've got, um, you know, if we're, if we're, if we've got lucky enough situations, then we got a lot of freedom to, to explore ourselves and explore the world. Um, so I, you know, I think despite all these sort of, uh, dire messages that we're hearing, um, yeah, uh, that cut out for a second, Gordon, were you able to catch all that? It cut a little at the end there. Yeah. It cut out a little bit at the end. But I do get the 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 gist of what you were saying, and uh, and I and I certainly appreciate that, and I agree. the The other side of it, you know, if I would if I were to steal man that that uh, comment, would be that that's a very first world privileged perspective, right? Um, and and, it, and again, you know, I think about like I've been to Africa, I've been to you know third world countries and things like that, and and. To your point, like it's, the world is dire, right? To them, and you know, a person's worst experience is their is their worst experience, right? And so, um, so there's a little bit there, but I I love where where you're where you're thinking, like and how you're thinking about it. I do love that, and I agree that you know we we have an opportunity to do what we're doing right now. You know, you guys are in Chicago, I'm in New York, Gordon's in who knows where he's in internet land right and we're able to have this conversation and be able to talk about these things to change and you guys are our future really you know what i mean you guys represent our future and so to be able to hear you talk at this level is really cool really really cool vincent what is something you're most grateful for yeah well i, I was going to say the same same thing as, as zach just did uh, so I'll, I'll i'll second what he said but Maybe relatedly, you know, um, uh, this, you know, life is fleeting and, you know, it's, it's, it's brief, um, you know, really no matter how many decades you get. Um, and I am trying to sort of like cultivate a, an abundance mentality when it comes to, to life also, you know, there is a lot of opportunity and there's a lot happening. And so I try to, you know, cultivate it an, an attitude of, of gratitude to those immediately around me. So I'm very grateful for uh, my family and the opportunity that, that they have given me. Um, and also, you know, for the friendship that, that I have with Zach. So, um, you know, life, life is short uh, and it's sort of existentially dreadful in a lot of ways, but uh, it, it serves to, to cultivate an abundance mentality uh, for the opportunities that lie ahead. And I'm certainly trying to do that. And I think that's inducing more gratitude uh, to, to those around me also. Beautiful. All right, gentlemen. Um, what is the, and obviously Gordon is going to list all of the the you know the websites and the socials and things like that. But for those that are listening and watching, could you uh, let people know the best ways to find out more about what you guys are doing, what's on the horizon, your socials, all of that stuff? Yeah, sure thing. Uh, we're at lifestacks.com. That's S-T-A-C-K-S, life, S-T-A-C-K-S dot com. Um, and there you'll find that tribe before you buy it offer that I mentioned. Um, and uh, we are on social, uh, uh, lifestacks underscore performance. Um, and uh, but personally, actually, Vincent and I are, are um, focused on the business and focused on the, the here and now and, and our, our priorities. And so we're not very active um, ourselves on, on social media. So you mean there's no TikTok? What? No TikTok. <laughs> what? I, I, um, I only just saw TikTok for the first time last week because I was I was looking at it as a potential uh, a channel for, for Lifestacks to um, publicize ourselves. And so I downloaded the app for the first time and scrolled a little bit. And I, frankly, it, it wasn't for me, but um, I hear I hear it's pretty addictive for a lot of people. It's for goldfish. Yeah, it's for, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and lots of lots of people would 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 uh, argue that it's you know Chinese spyware and whatnot. Um, you know, like I I have it, I use it, but you know it's it's an afterthought. And well, Gordon kills it. He's he's crushing it with the uh, with our with our podcast. So post and yeah. drop. That's my mentality. Just post and drop. I don't post and drop. Yeah. Well said. <laughs> Well said. All right, guys. Well, um, thanks for your time and uh, continue doing great things. I'll be trying to keep up as best I can with what you guys are doing. Um, for anybody that's curious about trying their stuff, as you as you heard it, um, you can go and try before you buy. 
I'm looking at the website now and it's showing that there's a little red bar that shows try before you buy. Why not take advantage of that? Um, and then if you've got comments, feedback for me or for these guys, feel free to, to share. You can drop it in the show notes or in the comment section um, or maybe chat with them, you know, hit them up. And um, yeah, that's it. So thanks for your time to the listeners, to the viewers. Peace. Simply walk the top. Walk the talk, talking facts Move like me, but I move a little fast Make my move, here to last Fast in these belts, I'm coming past Take care of me, longevity Hack my biology, better believe Walking the talk, so mind and body connected Better come give us a listen